This episode of Two Girls, One Pop was brought to you by listeners like you, who support independent artists. Visit our Patreon page to see how you can support us, too, at patreon.com slash show. We have really cool prizes. It's also brought to you by people who love puppies. My guest today is a comedian and an amazing writer whose work has been featured on MTV and Vice, and he's been on great shows like Jimmy Kimmel Live. But you probably know him from Out on the Lanai, a Golden Girls podcast. People know me as a Golden Girls expert. You've already seen them all. Oh, that's Mini-mini. a dumb okay, question. Fair. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Good call. We've got H. Allen Scott, and we're talking dogs and sexual things about dogs. Legs are much larger than penises. You don't know my dog. Have you looked at my dog's penis yet? Coming up on this episode of Two Girls, One Pup. I love a bitch in general. Like, if you're a bitch, come talk to me. We will have good conversations. (laughs) Hey, everybody. I'm your host, H. Monique Madrid. Excited to talk to H. Alan Scott. Uh, I'm here with H. Common the Pup, who's looking at me like I'm an H. Idiot. Anyways, before we get to H. Allen, let's take a quick moment, leash up our dogs, grab our poop bags, because seriously, what is wrong with you people for not cleaning up your shit that comes out of your dog's butt? It's really getting annoying. Please stop doing this. Uh, Grab a poop bag, let's head outside, and let's meet some dogs in our neighborhood. Her name's Belle. She just turned two years old. She's only two? Yeah, she's a big dog. Oh my god! (laughs) I'm sorry, I don't want to give her body issues. What? So you did you name her after Beauty and the Beast? So it's funny how we got her because I didn't know we were getting her on the day that we did. And Wait, we- it was a surprise from you? <laughs> it was kind of a surprise. A good surprise or bad? Because you don't oh, seem as very, very good surprise. Oh, okay. At the time, I was like, okay, you're going to ambush me with a 15-year life decision. <laughs> <gasps> Wait, had you given her a ring yet? I, have children. I can make children. She got the so. ring right before we moved here. <laughs> you did not give her the ring before you gave no, the dog? She got the ring in September. We got Belle in, God, was it? It was May the year before. Whoa. And were you yeah. like, he gave me a dog, he's going to propose someday? <laughs> no, I wasn't. No. I wasn't worried about a uh, proposal at all, but we went to a, a rescue to a shelter. Hi, baby. Um, and he was playing with her a bunch and then called me over and had me pet her for a while and kind of bond. And then he goes, this is our dog. What? <laughs> and I started crying. And that's the same way he gave you the ring. He was petting the ring and was like, <laughs> why? So it's not from Beauty and the Beast. Where did she get the it, name Belle? It, so her paws are, they have like white on them. Mm, um, and tips. so I thought like, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> I thought like, oh, they're like princess gloves. <gasps> yes! And I was like, who do I think that wears gloves as a princess? I was like, oh, Belle. And she's a beautiful dog. So That's my you know, favorite dog story. The tackiest <laughs> The tackiest example ever. No, that is 100%. And I have talked to a lot of people on the street about their dogs. That is absolutely my favorite reason Aww, for a dog's name. You. That's the sweetest. She got the little paint dip paws. She also is like Emma Watson. She's such a feminist. Good job. Yes, we're big about feminism. In yeah, nice to meet you, Belle. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to the Pupcast. Your pup is licking my ankles. He, oh, guess what? Yeah. He will not stop unless you stop him. Oh, really? It's like an OCD. I think I'm going to let it keep going for a bit. I'm going through a breakup, so this is this is a replacement. He's very gay. For that. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's a very super gay dog. So. I mean, he's thin. 
So <laughs> yes. you can tell he's LA gay. He's very LA yes. gay. Absolutely. And he's very aloof. Like, he just can't be bothered. Yeah. So, first of all, I... I call you H. Allen Scott yes. always. Which do you yes. prefer, the H, the Allen, or Scott? Well, I tell people, so I'll give you the history of the name. Great. That way we it'll will explain. talk about dogs. Yeah, of course. But at this point, I'm more interested in your Yeah, name. I have a lot to say about dogs. I can't wait. Um, some you probably won't like, because I tend to get like, like there are some dogs that I'm like, you're an asshole. And there are other dogs that I'm like, you're the sweetest thing ever. Oh, I fully believe dogs yeah. can be assholes. Yeah. I, I think dogs like humans can be assholes absolutely yeah 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 totally you, you, the only way you'll offend me is i you punch my dog i don't i would like, never I don't punch think, your dog yeah no. i don't think there's nope. anything you're not gonna do, do that or if you were like cats are better than dogs and then well i don't like i don't think anything is better than anything even though i am a cat owner okay. i i do mm-hmm. have a cat at mm-hmm. home that is very dog like but i don't think one animal is better than the other just like i don't whenever people ask me because i spent many years in new york they ask me what's better la or new york and i'm like get the fuck away from me with that <laughs> they're not the same thing you can't compare them that's a good point dogs are different from cats i mean better different but different sure yes. continue your name <laughs> yes so my name i so my legal name my real name if you want to um try to steal my identity and get 40 dollars because that's all i have is uh scott allen honinger and that's how it is pronounced honinger honinger and when i started comedy in st louis where i'm from uh in the 90s late 90s early aughts i uh people would and they, my entire life they would do this but i would assume that a host of a show would know how to say a name properly after I tell them how to say my name, but they don't. Um, and so the host in St. Louis, I could never get steak because I was out. I was, you know, gay. And, and I could never get on at like the Funny Bone in the suburbs. And there's only really two comedy clubs in St. Louis right. at that time. And so I would go downtown to like some of the urban rooms. And that was the only place I could get up because they would, I think they looked at me as this like gay white kid wanting to do stand up and was like, what? Who are you? And they would um, pronounce my last my last name Honegger. Oh no! Because it looks like that. It looks there's there's that that second N is surprisingly lost on many people, and <laughs> surprisingly so surprisingly racist. Yes, so weird. Yeah. yeah, and and also very offensive to sex workers and sex positive people. Sure. And uh, so yeah, so I when I started doing more and more comedy, and I started kind of making a name for myself among four people, <laughs> I realized I need to um, change the name. The name needs to be changed. And I changed it pretty quickly. Uh, and I didn't want to lose the age because I liked having the joke and I liked having that story. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but at yeah. the same time, I didn't just want to be Alan Scott because that's boring. That's my middle name. I didn't want to be Alan Scott because that's just is dumb. And that's the <laughs> Green Lantern from what I learned years later from geeky friends of mine. Oh, of comic I wouldn't pe- know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either yeah. until the Green Lantern I'm came cool, out so. as gay and then everyone started tagging me. He's as gay? the Green Lantern. Well, he was in one version, apparently, of the comic. I don't know anything about that. Your straight male listeners will probably know more about that. Sure. Um, all of the straight male yes. listeners that listen to this puppy podcast. So all three of you, <laughs> please write in and follow on Twitter. Um, so, yeah. And, uh, and so I went with H. Allen Scott, and it kind of stuck, and everyone has known me as that ever since and so now i tell people to call me h allen okay i definitely want that okay that's great so now that we got names out of the way that's very important okay i have so many questions for you please ask all of them one and i don't know if this is what you're best known for but this is Mm. how i know you yeah it's from the golden girls podcast i'd say most people probably know me from that yeah i mean i do this true crime podcast too that's gotten 
a little bit more popular than the Golden Girls one. We'll get there. Yeah. 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 But uh, but I think Golden Girls, people know me as a Golden Girls expert. I'll say that. Yes. And I host I co-host a podcast called Out on the Lanai. I love it. And it's so funny. Yeah, it's, it's fun. So good. But you'll be a guest one. on when we have the dog episode coming up. I cannot wait. Yeah. I cannot wait. It's coming up in the next season. That's season six, I think. Have you, You've already seen them all. <laughs> That's many, a dumb many. question. Okay, yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Good call. I don't point. mean to point out, no, be I, rude to the host, but I absolutely of course value I have. honesty yes. over anything. Yeah. Else. That was an idiotic yeah. question. <laughs> um, so, one question this is of the utmost importance. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to get like too serious now. Yeah, but please. Out of all the Golden Girls, which mm. name is best for a dog? Oh, no. See, I was expecting you to go in a different direction because there is one question that every person asks me about the Golden Girls. Which, one, ask, are which one is your favorite or which no, one are you? I don't even and care. that's a bullshit care, question. Yeah. yeah. Um, They're like cats and dogs in yeah. California and New York. You can't compare me. You know, I think because I was going to name my cat after a Golden Girl character. And then I thought, you know what? I need to separate my work life from my home life. Truth. So I uh, named my cat Frasier <laughs> instead, nice. and uh, I I for for the for for a pet for a dog, I, you know I'm gonna go. I think like Zbornak is a fun dog name. Zbornak, come here, Zborny. <laughs> Zbornak. Yep. You know, and it's so weird. Everyone's gonna hear it and go Zbornak. Yeah. And, and they're not gonna know how to spell it yeah. or anything. Yeah. All right. Great question. Zbornak. A great great question, Moni. Yes. Great answer. Yes. Thank you. Hey, Thanks. Good job to both of us. Um, so you have a lot to talk about with dogs, and I know yeah. one thing that, uh, this actually is kind of more on a serious thing. You yeah. had testicular cancer. Yes. Um, like, I think on your show, I talked about sort of my history and love of dogs because of cancer. Yeah, that's yeah. really, I mean, I wanted you on anyways because you were a delightful human being. Thank you. But beyond that, I, yeah, I, yeah tell me about, tell me about all of so, this. Uh, I'll go before the cancer because the dogs and the cancer kind of go together in some ways. Sure. Um, I I grew up around annoying as fuck dogs. My mother, because I was allergic to peanuts as a kid, I'm no longer allergic to peanuts. Yeah, you but showed up with peanuts. I know, which now I can't stop eating them. But because <laughs> of chemo, it made me sort of like radioactive, and now I can take peanuts. It's very strange. Wait, I also really yeah. I also I'm a, I'm a mutant. I also can take. Um, I like hot food, spicy food. Yeah. I couldn't handle that before. Now I can handle all spicy food. It's very strange. Uh, but as a kid, because of that allergy, my mother was like, he's allergic to everything. He's allergic to everything. And I, uh, and he's, we got to have a, a hypoallergenic dog. And so we always got these fucking poodle pieces of shit, tiny toy, ratty, yappy little slipper yeah. pieces, dumb fucking things and they always bark and they're so annoying and needy and they always have some body deformity or problem <laughs> and they're always getting cancer or something and it's like go and away and die no offense to dog owners i probably just made so many people angry but my millions of listeners I, are yes signing off but i hated these dogs and even to this day if my family's listening you have a fucking annoying dog and i tell my family this because it's just they're, they're 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 very they're the type of dog owners where they like it's treated as it's like a child or like a member of the family. And I'm so like, if they call their dog like my baby or yes. they call themselves mom. That's yes. crazy. Yes. Yeah, that, I hate that. You, that did not come out of your fucking vagina. No, no it did not. Now yeah. I will say my dog is very spoiled. Yeah. He is literally laying in a hot dog bun bed right now. I mean, that's not spoiled. That's awesome. That's, There's a difference. And I will like, He's very spoiled, but it's only because he's a good dog. And I got I do... my cat a little American Apparel hoodie. That's great. Yeah. 
He doesn't but, need that. 20 bucks on a fucking hoodie for a cat. Exactly. I bought him sunglasses. Did your yeah. cat have sunglasses? No. I highly recommend it. I don't know if Frazier would wear the sunglasses, oh, common to be honest. It, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yes, but calling a mom, dad, got it. Yeah. Same page. Yeah. So right. we had these dogs growing up. Annoying. So I really wasn't a pet person. You know what I mean? I would always sort of love animals from a distance or through other people. I wasn't, I definitely would not call myself an animal person all throughout my twenties. I was like, fuck animals. I don't care. Like the only reason why I got a cat in, um, this apartment I had in Brooklyn was because me and these three straight guys from Little Rock, Arkansas that I was living with, we were dealing with rats and we needed a way to like keep rats or mice out of the apartment. So we got a cat and we all named the cat because we wanted it to be like an acronym so it had one name but it was all of our names put together <laughs> so it was doris oscar theodore yarborough but then we added on to that over time so she became doris oscar theodore yarborough nutmeg footfoot did yeah. you call it by that every time i would because yeah, i thought it was fun but <laughs> yeah, of course you have to so that cat was annoying too and then i yeah so i really wasn't an animal person and then i got cancer i got testicular cancer and it's, I didn't immediately just, like, my heart melted and I became an animal person. Not at all. I, <laughs> the side effects of cancer. Yeah, so not. Um, I, so because of chemo and because of how strenuous it was and stuff, I um, was on the couch a lot. I was living with a family friend in Hollywood. I was, had just got came here, came here from New York. How long, and, sorry, just to put it yeah. into context, how long ago was this that so, you were diagnosed? Um, that was 2012. I was diagnosed. Okay, okay. And then I was chemo end of 2012, 2013. And uh, I was staying, I kept a very low profile. I, just, I couldn't perform. I was just writing a lot. And I, uh, and so yeah, so I was living with a family friend in, in Hollywood. And she had a dog named Virgil. And it's sort of a Lhasa Apso sort of dog, also hyperallergenic, but not as annoying. And uh, and I had kind of had a bond with that dog because me and some friends, we were at brunch one day and we found this dog and it came up to us and it was really loving, but it was also dirty as fuck. And it had like lived on the streets and we were perplexed by how this dog that couldn't bark, that was only licking it only loved how was it able to survive on the streets and look that shabby so we went and we got it cleaned up and on the way to getting it cleaned up we passed this homeless man and he was blind and he was dirty as fuck as well and it was this beautiful sort of picture of humanity because this homeless man and this dirtiest fuck dog were just licking each other and we all were looking at each other like this is gross but also so sweet yeah. so we got it cleaned up and everything and then the woman i was living with during chemo we brought it back to her place because she's my best friend's mother. And we, uh, we, she decided after we couldn't find the owner to keep the dog. And she named it Virgil because we found him on Virgil. I love that. So Virgil lives there. And then my best friends, her son and her son's husband, Brian, Matt and Brian, they have a dog named Chucha. And so during chemo, I was usually on the couch downstairs. And that we kind of made a habit after, because chemo for me was uh, Monday through Friday, during the day for like six hours a day. And then I would come home and then I would just sort of plant myself on the couch and everyone would kind of come over and we'd have a movie night or dinner or something and I would just be very chill. And uh, the dogs would come together at night, you know, and they would form this sort of like circle around me. Now I wasn't, I, these dogs, the thing that I, the reason that I sort of started to fall in love with animals, I think, or dogs specifically, was because uh, 
these dogs didn't need anything from me. Yeah. They, they, I wasn't feeding them. I wasn't taking them for walks. There was no ingrained pattern within our daily lives that they needed me for. Right. So I was literally just a person to them. And they formed this barrier. And so if, any, if anyone would come to the couch, they would growl or they would, they would sleep on in and around me. And they would be very protective of me in a way that it was so like mind fuck for me and it softened my you know angry ass heart it did it did it did were were you around them at all before the chemo uh yes yeah i was they act that way toward you then no never interesting i mean they were nice to me yeah but they would never like growl at people who wanted to sit on the couch when i was on the couch or they would never sort of recognize things that i would need and stuff the only time that they did ever well during chemo they became sort of like aggressive was when there was a point where i got really really sick during chemo like my uh my blood cell count got low and animals were supposed to stay away from me i couldn't Uh, touch animals or anything uh, uh, uh. and that was a really that was a low time because it was like i had to be quarantined basically i can't even imagine yeah it was a it was a rough time but have you done um research on it since of like I don't know. Like, is that a thing that dog? I mean, I feel like I wanted to do. Yeah, I feel like Comet knows when I'm when one of us are sad, or they there's something that they do know. Obviously, I think animals in general, because I see it with my cat too. I think that there is something that they know. Right. They 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 they're in tune to something about our patterns and nature and how we work. And when something is going off those patterns, I think they do. I think in a very sort of like, I don't think they do it to be sweet. I think they do it to get us back onto the rhythm of life. Oh, interesting. And and because that's how animals work. They work in sort of patterns and yeah. there's a way that we time that we feed them and time that we walk them and time that we play with them. But you and didn't have anything to do with doing all that. With I these didn't dogs, have anything to do with that. So can... I think it literally was they saw me outside of my pattern of life. Oh, I see. And it was like they need to protect this. They oh. need to like keep something so that nothing else disturbs this pattern yeah you know what i mean it was a it was an interesting yeah it was interesting um this question actually comes from our producer comment oh um, okay so i'll just read what he i'm excited about this yeah. uh, he said do you still have your balls and mm. were you as pissed with me when they took them away <laughs> um i have one of them just one just one left or right uh the right one and i uh and it, it was I, the joke i tell in my act is that um, they took the left testicle, which was the shower of the two, and now <laughs> the existing, the remaining testicle, um, because it's smaller, it likes to hide behind my dick, which sort of gives my sort of like, it's like an elephant trunk with like a turkey gobble sort of <laughs> surrounding it. If you look at it dead on, you know what I mean? Because it's just dead like skin. Like I'm doing right now. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's just, yeah, imagine that. And it's just this gobble of skin there, you know, that's... And then I follow that with, so I'm single. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I have the one, and it was. Did that at all upset you when they told you? Well, I because I have a good friend who lost his leg mm. um, above the knee to Ewing, the... Ewing, yes. Ewing sarcoma. Yeah, and he was like 29 when he got it, so it's like yeah. way late in. I have in it. one of my good friends passed away. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know it's yeah. a really tough one, and he survived and now tough. runs an organization that helps amputees That's with prosthetic limbs. It's great. That's wonderful. Uh, Stepsoffaith.org. Anyways. Yeah. Um, but he talked about how when they, they brought up the idea of amputating, he was like, w- yeah, like not even a second thought. Mm. How was when they told you? I didn't know. 
I was so unprepared for surgery or for chemo or cancer or anything that it it all happened so so fast that I honestly don't think I had time to process anything. Mm. Uh, I remember the process for me was I I came to Los Angeles for a job. I wasn't living out here at the time, and but I stayed and I've been here ever since. Uh, but I came out to Los Angeles for a job. Two weeks later, I start having a pain, and then a week later, I finally get an appointment with a doctor who is he's this gay doctor that all these like all these gay guys go to. He loves him. He's like the gay doctor. And he's he tells me, he's like insistent that it's an STD. And I'm like, it's not an STD, dude. Like, I haven't had sex in months. That's already a trigger. Like, why are you making me out to be this like slut? Right. No offense to sluts out there. Call me. But I, uh, yeah, so I, so I waited a week then for blood work to come back so that he could see that there was potential tumor growth in my bloodstream. Did you have a feeling that might be it? Yeah, because of the pain. I figured I, I, I didn't know that was going to be it. And I kind of and because he was so insistent that it's an STD. I was like, what if I'm like, what if I'm like the Virgin Mary of AIDS? You know what I mean? Right. Like, what if I got AIDS without even having sex or like coming near blood at all? Like, I am the fucking Virgin Mary of AIDS. <laughs> and I am not, fortunately. Uh, but I do have a really awkward AIDS tattoo on my back. That's a another question. Great. Well, uh, well I'll have you on but, my AIDS tattoo podcast. Wonderful. Later. Great. We'll, we'll schedule that. That must be a depressing it's one. It's real fun. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and so I and, and when I went to the urologist, and it all literally, he told me I assumed that they deal with tumors through chemo. That's what I assumed. I figured I would just start chemo, and there would be no surgery, and it would be fine. And he then told me, no, we need to get this out so that we can do a biopsy on it to determine if it is actually a tumor. Right, right, and right. so. I said, I said, great. Well, I'm free next week, I guess. Like, I didn't know what to say. Like, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't expect it to be so sudden. He was like, no, this has to happen, like, now. And oh. So it was, like, within 20, little more than 24 hours later, oh, I shit. had the surgery. And, yeah, just all kind of start. And then three weeks later, I was in chemo. And that was sort of, yeah. Shit. What would you do if, put the feelings that you have towards your cat mm-hmm. and pretend it's a dog, mm-hmm. considering this is a dog podcast. Yeah. Um, He's like a dog. He That's like, the only way people jumps, say cats are good is if they're like dogs. Well, I disagree with that, but because I do love like a bitchy cat. I also love a bitchy dog. Um, I love a bitch in general. Like if you're a bitch, come talk to me. I will. We will have good conversations. But uh, my dog or my cat is very much like a dog in that like he'll jump in the shower with me. He, he loves water. He opens doors. He like he loves fetching belly rub. Like he's yeah. He's not snotty about. No, not at all. That's very dumb. Yeah, yeah. that's more dog like. He's very dog. So what would you do if your cat? got cancer because you can do the chemo on dogs and that's mm. the thing because so comet is in physical therapy now or was we've given him a break and in my mind i keep being like well it's not like i'm giving him chemo it's just making him more comfortable yeah and not in pain what would you do having, I think, especially having gone through it now yeah i think that's a i don't know that's a hard i feel like that's like a secret humanity question because yeah, it does get to the bottom of like would you keep your animal alive or would you let it die a painful death i never said this was gonna be um, fun <laughs> <laughs> well i i was thinking about this the other day like if if fraser got super super sick and the only way he was going to have a quality of life that was through chemo and medication and and it wasn't going to be who the life that he has now well then I don't think I would want to put him through that because like if, if I, if I know that there's a possibility that he'll bounce back after a couple of rounds of chemo, like I did. And he was great. younger. And he was younger. Yeah. Great. Great. But like, 
if this quality of this cat's life is going to be changed in a way that isn't going to allow it to be the cat that it could be or is, then sorry. Like, same thing with me. Like, if I get really, really, really sick, right. don't prolong this shit. Put That's, me out of my misery. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't want that. Like, you know. Were you ever... That's a dumb question. I'm not going to ask that. No, please ask it. Well, like, would, were you ever legit freaked out that you were going to die? Mm-hmm. Every day I still am because... Um, so right, right, right now, I have sort of a pain in my, and it's in sort of around my groin area, and I don't worry that it's the cancer came back. I do worry about leukemia. I worry a lot about leukemia because oh, right. that's a that's a there's a I have a because of the type of chemo I got, I have a really high chance of getting leukemia. Right. Like we're talking like in the eighty percentile range, oh, and so I think about it all the time, yeah. uh, and it's and it, it's detrimental to. I mean, you learn, I wrote an article about this for this website called Healthline. And uh, and it's basically about trying to find that pattern between dealing with what you have to deal with while at the same time working and having a life and taking care of yourself, right. you know? And well, I can't do... Well, pretty topical to our political uh, yeah, situation these days, it is. I might say. It is. And I, I can't work in an office. A writer's room terrifies me. Um, Wait, what does that have to do with... Um... It's just a trigger for so many things. I was working a day job, and they kind of pressured me to keep working during chemo. And because of that, and then the stress of like thinking about leukemia all the goddamn time, it, it, it's caused a lot of social anxiety because I don't know how to get out of situations. Fair, fair, and, fair. and the fact that your apartment is very close to mine was really easy for me to do this because if it was on the west side it would have taken a lot i probably would have canceled the day before to be honest yeah now that is an area though that not that you are but dogs can be used in therapy for Mm -hmm. like autistic people or social anxieties or have you ever thought about getting a dog to help with those kind of even just like taking the dog outside for a walk you end up inevitably talking to people yeah and it's you talk to their dog half the time, which is nice because yeah. you don't have to talk to yeah. you don't have to talk to people. I I, ha- I I would love to get a dog. Yeah, I would love to get a dog. My life though, I don't feel at this point in my life accommodates a dog. I feel like I would be a bad dog owner. Fair. In that I travel a lot. Um, I I I do a lot of on assignment writing stuff and video stuff and shows sometimes and speaking and so. If I did have a dog, it would have to be one that could come with me everywhere. Yeah, what is your perfect, like the ideal perfect H. Allen Scott dog? You know, that's, I don't. Would it have three names, one of them being an initial? Probably, most likely, yes. (laughs) Uh, You know, I would, I I love this, the the dog that my friend in Hollywood who I stayed with during chemo has, the Lhasa Apso dog, because they're just so adorable and sweet, and they're literally like, they just want to love you. Is that the one with like the longer hair that you can put it up in a little? You can sometimes, yeah. A little top. Big uh-huh. ponytail thingy. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. I also like a small dog that isn't a piece of shit. You know what sure. I mean? Nobody wants like, a piece of shit dog. Well, but like some small dogs aren't just pieces of shit. Fair enough. You Like they're just, they're like you look at them and you're just like, I could break you and I don't want to be able to break anything. <laughs> right. Right. Like I want to be able to like play with it. Do you think you would, uh, like are you the kind that would. Like, does your cat sleep in bed with you? Oh, yeah. Would you love a dog that would sleep in the bed yeah, with you? Yeah, my cat and... has to. So I sleep on my stomach with, like, my head, um, with my arms up on my head, resting on my head. And my cat, it's probably a horrible way to sleep, but my cat 
has gotten to a pattern of sleeping nudged right against the side of my chest yeah. as I sleep. It's sort of a thing. Yeah. And he stays there all night long until the morning time when I wake up and he gets very angry <laughs> that we are not staying in bed. Have you ever had an animal step on your throat or in your mouth? <laughs> no. Okay. I have not. Some of us in does this that, room have. Some does that happen to you? It has. And And in what situations... Because I feel like if that did happen, it would probably be worse in like a sexual situation. Thank God. It, no, but I do have a sexual story to tell you about my dog. Please tell. I've told this multiple times on the podcast, uh, but I'll I'm tell I'm sure it. they love it. It gives me an excuse to have a piece of chocolate. Perfect. Yeah. In fact, it'll set the mood because mm. that's a dark chocolate. Mm. Uh, one time I was, well, first of all. Oh, it's an aphrodisiac. I got it. Yeah. So the mouth, the stepping in my mouth and in my and on my throat was just in the middle of the night. Him doing it. Um, the funny part was, Corey and I. It's when we first moved here to sh- to LA, and we had we lived with the roommate for a short amount of time. And so the roommate was sleeping in the other room. It was probably like one thirty two in the morning, and all of a sudden, Comet literally just to get up, stepped on my throat, and the sound. I didn't make this. It just came forth. Like a beast. It just was like, Bleh! like, I can't even. Wow. It was so loud and so weird that I had to be like, we're not doing anything weird over here. It was just bizarre and very wow. painful and could have broken. A, like, yeah. yeah. Um, the sexual thing was when I was. So Comet sometimes lays like a baby, like yeah. to get his belly rubbed or whatever. Yeah. And he was cuddling on me, kind of leaned back against me as if he had done a trust fall. And I was rubbing oh. his belly and. We're both just like enjoying the moment, and then yeah. I looked down, and it wasn't his belly I was rubbing. You were rubbing his dick. I was rubbing his dick. It wasn't I, out. It wasn't rocketed, but it was definitely his penis. How how did you not know you were touching his penis? Because it wasn't like two fingers together, like up and down. It but was just the general. I don't know. like a penis. I mean, I don't think I need to tell you this, but the penis sticks out in a way that makes it in, like as you're rubbing something on a flush surface, I think and I, then all of a sudden there's a there's an object obstructing your flush situation. Sure, that's a penis. Sure, uh, yeah. thank you for yeah. for the explanation there. Yeah. I think I might maybe I thought it was his leg. I don't know. Legs are much larger what, not, than penises. What, you don't know my even on have dogs. Have you looked at my dog's penis yet? I can. I will. I will bet. Everything in my bank account that that dog's penis is not as long as the leg. Look, I don't need your forty dollars. Thank you very much. You're welcome. But <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I'm not saying long. Well, yeah. It wasn't out. Is yeah. my point. First of all, so when I was helped. a kid, I that we had a dog named Blackie because we were white, and uh, wait, the but dog what color was the dog? Black. Okay, that's we oh, were. That's still bad. Never mind. It was bad. It was bad. Okay. Uh, and the dog had a full on erection. We're talking like, whoa. And I remember my family still tells this story because they think it's cute. And I'm just like, this is mortifying. <laughs> and almost like my dad could be arrested for like child molestation. I, I looked at his dick and I was like, look, it's bigger than dad's. Oh no. And I just said it to the family and everyone laughed. And this dick's, this dog's dick was erect, which means then as a child, I saw my father's erect dick at some <gasps> point. I'm sure I did. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember it. But don't sometimes guys' dicks just, they're just erect sometimes. Um, well, yes, that's how life works. Well, I understand. But... Teach me more lessons. <laughs> I get that. But I mean, like, 
Would it be so weird to see your dad's erect penis? Yes, it would. Okay. I can honestly say I have never seen an erect penis that wasn't intentionally erect for me to see it I erect. Guess that's true. Yeah. I've seen a lot. And I've probably been in more situations where I've seen like random penises sure. than you. But like even in like locker rooms and stuff, I've never seen like a dude's dick just hard. Okay. Under. Why do you think your dog was erect? Um, It was Tuesday. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've seen Comet penetrate another dog. Really? Another male dog. Yeah. So you think he's gay? I'm 100% sure he's gay. He's very gay. I Don't you think every urban woman wants their dog to be gay? I understand that thinking. I don't think I fall into that, though. How do you combat people who come back at you as sort of crazy dog lady? Oh, when they come to... Ah! Like, if anyone ever sort of, like, passively judges you for, like, loving a dog or treating a dog like a oh, child... Oh, they think I'm a crazy dog yeah. lady? Oh, okay. Like, does that happen? Um, most people find it pretty charming. <laughs> I'll say. <laughs> at least in front of me. That's like most that's like people saying, <laughs> Yeah, people have never told me that I'm loud. Yeah, no, yeah, God. So far, I can't has anybody come up to me and called me a crazy dog person? I mean, I don't think they would say that to your face, but you I feel like that has to be something you you implied. I think implied. I get eye rolls from family probably a mm. little bit. Uh my mom um <laughs> is I think starting to realize, I'm not making any official statements here, but I think starting to realize kids is probably not a thing. Mm. Um, and Do you not want children? To, oh, wow. It's a thing. Is it a thing? I don't, I was very much on the fence um, as is. And then mm. honestly, Trump being elected, I, it's like. You know, I've had this conversation recently with a, with a friend of mine and I used to work in politics. I, I worked for Anthony Weiner. I worked oh. for Hillary Clinton. We, We're good. I, uh. Sorry, the the ghost of Anthony Weiner tapped me on my shoulder. That's why, I, that's why I stopped. Um, I lived Did he in, show you? No, he wouldn't. You're, I have seen his Weiner. You have? Yes, we were playing. What's the the the? Well, you have the tennis ball and you hit it with your hand in the badminton. In the in the room though, it's a white room and you're just oh, hitting you're just it. Oh, you bouncing it off. A yeah, wall. that shit. We did that once. With um, his penis? Well, we had to change. It was a thing. And it wasn't. And erect. it was not erect. It was a very flaccid penis. Uh, but um. Yeah, so I worked in politics for a long time, and I think even though it is a very drastic situation that we're living in, and it is perilous times, and there's crazy things that we've never seen happening, I do think that there's a level of drama where people are taking on a national moment, a national moment of stress, and applying it to their everyday lives, when in reality... Look at this beautiful apartment you live in. Oh, it's in. not going to affect... Look at this yes, home you live I in. Agree. Look at the Look at the home you are able to make for yourself. Thank you. You would be able to do that for a child, and Trump would still be president. I agree. Yeah. If, if I wasn't already on the fence about it, yeah. and being on the fence about it has to do with so much more than just totally. that. It has to do with, do I, A, do I want that? Yeah. Finances, where I am in my career, looking at like, or I could go to Italy. On a yeah. Third, you know, I could travel. Like, So it kind of just... Those if are valid. Those yeah, are totally valid. And honestly, yeah. like if women could have it all and yeah. have it all without there being a clock on it, which yeah. unfortunately we just don't at this point, mm -hmm. I'm going to get to a point that if I want to have them myself and selfishly, I don't really want to adopt. Yeah, I definitely do. do My you? mother was adopted and it was, adoption oh. is such a huge important thing for me. And I think I'm as a gay, a as a gay, well, no, not at all. As a gay person, I actually think that that's our gift to the world. Like that's something that like, yeah. I was made this way, and in a weird way, I'm able to give back because of the way I was born. So two things. Would yeah. you only adopt, just to bring it around occasionally, yeah. would you only adopt a dog and not get one from a breeder? 
Oh, I don't think I would get it from, from a breeder at all. I would okay. only adopt. Okay. Yeah. Because that's huge to me. Also, too, the breeder thing is weird because, like, aren't pure breeds, like, they have, like, three eyes and shit. Absolutely, like, they have yeah, weird health problems. Yes, absolutely. It's like no one's meant to be that pure. No, <laughs> right. We learned that from Hitler. And half the dogs are not supposed to be the kind of dogs they are. Comet is in physical therapy because <sighs> dachshunds were bred to become I've had this weird, long so thing. so much DNA in me. I'm not pure. That I have like I'm from everywhere. Oh, you know what gotcha, I mean? Like gotcha. I'm yeah, that's what I mean. I, I got gotcha. you. My my twenty three and me is very long. I, I I think I read a thing and maybe this was a joke, but did mm. you but you gave you have like sperm frozen? Yeah. Cause that's the other thing. There was part of me that was like, Well, since I know I don't want them anytime soon, um, Oh, maybe that's an option. It is so fucking expensive. It's really what expensive. What do you do? How do people do this? Well, I had to do it before chemo, so because I knew chemo was going to kill my spunk. So I had to, yeah, do that. And uh, it's sitting in a place in Missouri near my mother's house because the joke is I think she would like to be near the grandkids. <laughs> and uh, and so it's just there. And I did it as more of like a, honestly, they they tell you this, and this is something that people who go through chemo, maybe maybe not everyone, but people my age, maybe they tell this. There's a there's a form you fill out that if if you die, let's say, do you want your sperm to be able to be used to have oh. have a have a have your have someone in your life have a child, oh. um, and that can extend to like my mother finding a surrogate to. Play, make her take own my, grandbaby. Yes, and to have me, another version of me, continue in the world, yeah. and uh, and I found that to be really sweet and lovely. And I thought, like, okay, well, if shit really gets real, right, and I die, I might as well. I would love to be able to give that gift to option, somebody yeah. who would want to have another version of me out there. <laughs> I don't want another version of me <laughs> right. out there. I can barely stomach myself to begin with. Do you think the idea of speaking of this of cloning animals is weird? No, but there is a great documentary that um, on the other podcast that I do, Talking Crime, we did a full episode on perfect it. Perfect segue. We're going to get Was to it good? Yeah, okay. Perfect. Where it's called Tabloid. And it was about this woman who did this weird, crazy thing with this Mormon missionaries in the 70s. Then she went to jail in England. And it's a really great documentary. But at the end, she becomes known as the woman who her dogs get cloned. Like she's the first person to have her dogs cloned okay. or whatever um, in some place in Korea. And it's fucked up. What's it called no. again? It's called Tabloid is the film. It's an Errol Morris, Morris film. And, uh, yeah, and it's, it's, uh, uh, but I don't think I would do that. No, I, cause I like things different. Yeah. And I also listened to a story on NPR about a guy that cloned his bull. That's weird. Why do you need your bull cloned? <laughs> well, they were best friends. Who gives a fuck? I know. I'm just saying they were best friends and they cuddled and then the clone, uh, basically gutted him with his horns. <laughs> had a lot of similarities. He had it coming. Like, yeah. I, you he had it coming. And then they were still, he was still like, I wouldn't change a thing. Of course like, he wouldn't, because he has nothing else going on in his life. He was. He's a piece of shit. He, he's not a piece of shit. He's a he piece of shit. Loves he needs to fucking watch some Wendy Williams and move on. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Talking Crimes podcast. So it's where you guys watch documentaries about true crimes and then yeah. discuss it. Well, so um, Talking Crime, I co-host that with Margot Lightman, who's a great storyteller and she's an author. Author and she's you should really google her because she's done some great work um and we both are obsessed with true crime in a way that isn't really comfortable but we have these like sunny demeanors you know what i mean oh she does i don't but uh well maybe people think i do i don't know what people think of me but i uh yeah and so we we, we are obsessed with true crime so we bill ourselves as sort of like the friends that you can talk to about 
like the really sick shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? We say that we're like the type of people who skip the Star Trek section in People magazine and move immediately to true crime and then work our way back to Star Trek. That's who we are. And on the documentary, we uh, or on the podcast, excuse me, we watch a documentary. And while we're watching the documentary, we solve the case, even though the case has already been solved. We solve it. And we we theorize on lots of other random shit that happens. Like we usually get in tangents about like Bambi or pins or like cakes. Well, desserts. I started listening to the Amanda Knox one. Th- oh yeah, which is the first one. But then yeah. I realized it was a two part, and it was I it's listened too much. to it today, and I just didn't have time. So I'm yeah. sorry I haven't done my research. It's fine on that. It's totally fine. But we just our latest episode is about Slender Man, depending upon when this airs. But yeah, that's was our one of our latest episodes. We have another one coming. That's a Lindbergh baby Ooh, murder one, which I is love great. This kind of stuff. And Margot's mother is on that one, which is really funny. Nice. Yeah. Um, but the Slender Man, Slender Man is fucked up. Have you heard about this? No. Slender Man is so crazy. It is like, it's this mythical online horror thing, you know, and story that, that inspired these two girls to take their friend into the woods and stab her 19 times. What? And she lived. What? She lived. Did she tell on them like is she how she they well the girl them? the girl crawled 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 her way out of the woods and she got to the side of the road <laughs> and someone saw her and she's like help 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 and she survived 19 wow. stabs 19 times she was stabbed all because of a dude a horror story online yeah fucked up that's crazy and we solved the case okay yeah i can't so you solve it even before you know the end of yeah. it. Yeah. Well, it all started with our, because I we were both obsessed with JonBenet Ramsey case. Yeah, yeah. You know? And uh, I was saying for years to people, guys, follow the fruit. She had pineapple in her stomach that wasn't digested. And no one explained how, no one could explain how it got there. Why? I'm going to say it. Actually, no, I'm not going to say it because he just sued CBS for $750 million. But what I am going to say is that Burke Ramsey was in the downstairs area, most likely having a snack of pineapple, and then he got angry. That's my theory. It is just a theory, and it's based off certain evidence. Don't sue me, Burke Ramsey. Dang. He yeah. is a regular listener. <laughs> he loves dogs. He really does. He's a big dog Which person. you wouldn't expect for a murderer. No. He's not usually... a murderer. Don't say that. He'll sue you, too. Well, $750 million. I don't know if you have that. I'm not like you with $40 in my bank account. <laughs> of course I do. Um, so speaking of tr- talking crimes, I thought yeah. we're going to do this, and then we have one quick game to play. Oh, great. Games. I love games. Have games. Yeah. I have two games in a row for you. What's up, pups? Are you looking for a romantic place to take your two-legged pal on a date? Well, thanks to Dog Sniffer, there's more options around town than you probably knew. Find dog-friendly restaurants, destinations, and events like the Two Girls, One Pup Show, where you and the love of your life, your human, can be together without being hassled. Then leave a review for other pups. It's like Yelp for dogs, but better because dogs. Dogsniffer.com. Sniff it, dig it, review it. And when I talk real fast, you think I'm saying something important. So I want you to tell me if you think these are true or false. These are some more true crimes. Okay. All right. Um, In California, animals are not allowed to mate within 500 yards of a church or school. True or false? That's so weird. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you think that came from? Um... Probably Ronald Reagan days of being governor <laughs> in the state. And he was sense. just like, he, he was a Christian fundamentalist and it was like a Christian sacrifice thing. I'm Jewish. 
Oh, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I don't right. care about these things. So is my husband. It's yeah. cool. It's cool. I have lots of Jewish friends. Great. Okay. Uh, but what about black friends? So many. <laughs> so many of them. In Connecticut, uh, dogs with tattoos must be reported to the authorities. That's false. That's true. Oh, is it true? But it's not like cool. It's not like what? What kind of dog gets a tattoo? Is it like a Holocaust thing? <laughs> yeah. It's just uh, tramp stamps. No, it's... Um, oh. I have an AIDS tramp stamp. Oh yeah, you were talking about that. Yeah, you would be if you were a dog. You would be a, a criminal. That's amazing. I think it has to do with like tagging them or like probably fighting them or something oh, I shitty see. like that. Yeah. Um, in Oklahoma, there's an ordinance that forbids you from making ugly faces at dogs. That's false. That's true. These all are going to be true, aren't they? Not That's how this game works. <laughs> um, all right, here's one. In Florida, it's a crime to give your dog a racist name. That's false. That one's false. Okay, good. That makes no sense because that's... No, because it's Florida. Exactly. And everyone is racist in Florida. That's, I knew that's where my mistake was, was naming yeah. Florida. Not everyone. I have a fascination with Florida, and I kind of love Florida in a weird way. Yeah? Yeah. Is it because of its shape? Well, the Golden Girls is one reason oh, why, yeah. but also, too, I just feel like, you know, I feel like people who are so vilified, like the people of California, or like the people of Florida... Um, they got to have some redeeming qualities. And I, I hooked up with a guy in Miami once and it was, he didn't speak English, but he had a massive dick. Um, I'm sold on. And I, that made me like Florida a little bit better. Oh yeah. 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 Finally, it's illegal in Alaska to shove a live moose out of an airplane mid flight. True for everyone, but Sarah Palin. Uh -huh, that's correct. Good. That's exactly what Got I've it. written down. That's Got so it. weird. All right, so we're going to let you go here just a moment. Oh, Thank okay. you for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Next time, well, two things I want to do. I want you to get a dog. When you okay. settle down. Yeah. Yeah, and I we'll, will. We'll have you back then. I will. But also, we should. I have lots of dogs in my life. That's okay. That's, that's the fair. thing. It's nice being an aunt or uncle. That's or like being uncle. on a like a podcast about parenting and like telling someone, now have a kid. <laughs> okay. And it's like, oh, I have a lot of kids in my right. life. I I'm don't sorry. need that pressure. Fair enough. Yeah. I take it back. Yeah. But I will say we should watch some sort of documentary on dogs or a movie on dogs and mm. review that. Like, like Homeward Bound. Like Homeward Bound. I love That's Homeward Bound. the best. Which also includes a cat. It does. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So this leads us to our final game that we okay. play with all of our guests. This game is called Off the Leash. Leash, Leash. You have to answer these questions as quickly as you can without pausing too oh God. Okay. Great. What is the best dog name you've ever heard of? Dickhead. What's the worst dog name you ever heard of? Dickhead. <laughs> what is, uh, what's your favorite dog movie? Uh, anything with Al Pacino. Not Homeward Bound? No. Okay. That's a piece of shit, but it did have Gene Smart in it. Oh, it does? Love Gene Smart, yeah. She, she owns the ranch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Good call. What's your favorite dog breed? Dalmatian. What's the worst dog breed? Poodles. <laughs> okay, and finally, replace the cast of the Golden Girls with dogs and give me a synopsis of the next episode. You mean like dog breeds? Sure. Okay. Um, we got to know who each of them are. Blanche is a poodle, of course. Uh, um, uh, Dorothy is a Great Dane. Oh, 100%. Yes. Um, <laughs> Sophia is a French bulldog. Oh, sure. Completely. Uh, and Rose is going to be a, uh, oh God, she's probably just going to be a Lassa Apso. She's so cute and lovable uh, yeah. and whatever. She kind of has a flat face too. Yeah. Yeah. It, it I mean, yeah. She Not does. a flat chest though. She was the, she's the bustier she, one. Absolutely. Yeah. But she did. Um, yeah. And the, the, the episode would go that they all somehow 
They had to go to the kennel for the weekend. <laughs> and 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 Blanche cannot stop trying to find the the male dogs that are there. And Dorothy is just locked in a corner with some like lesbian dog that wants to go down on her great Daneness. And the, and the yeah. title of this episode is Shit Happens. Yeah! <laughs> Yes, thank you for having me. The Pupcast. Yes. You can check out H. Allen's shows uh, and other things that he's up to at hallenscott.com. He also has a memoir coming out from his writings called Chemocation. It's about his bout with cancer, obviously. His Twitter, which is, what do you know? Go figure. And his Twitter is H. Allen Scott. Also, make sure you listen to that podcast. I'm going to be a guest on it. It's called Out on the Lanai. And if you're like me and you don't know how to spell the word Lanai, just search the Golden Girls podcast and you'll find it. And of course, you can also follow us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram. We're at Two Girls One Pup Show. And on Facebook, we're at Two Girls One Pup. I know it's a little confusing. It's also annoying. Sorry about that. Uh, better yet, just go to our website, twogirlsonepupshow.com, where you can find out about upcoming shows so you can check out other fun, dog-loving comics like H. Allen Scott. The Two Girls, One Pup Pupcast is produced by myself and Sammy Junio and is part of the Hello Lion Face Podcast Network. Our segment producer and Mr. Googler is Corey Rittmaster. Theme music by Tara Trudell with graphics and podcast logo design by Heather Hanford. Check out twogirlsonepupshow.com, that's the number two and the number one, to find out about live shows, links to photos, merchandise, and how you can support us. One way to support us is to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes and Stitcher. It really does make a difference and helps spreading the word about us. The opinions of this podcast are not necessarily those of Comet the Pup, who is a dog and doesn't have opinions on podcasts, only on food and butt sniffing.